welcome to this episode of the Best Hopes Podcast. My name is Adam Froer. And I'm Cecil Walker. And in this podcast, we walk through hope. And we walk through all of these different aspects and different meanings of hope. And we haven't really talked about so much why we do this. What's the point of this? And the reason that I'm pointing this out is because it connects to, I mean, we did in the first couple of episodes, yeah. we talked a little bit about that, but we haven't for a long time. And the reason why I'm starting out this way is because the word that we're going to really digest is desire and how hope is synonymous to desire, which I think begs the question, what's our desire hmm. from this process? And so I'm going to start like I usually start <laughs> and I'm going to ask Cecil a brilliantly formed question but I want to throw out so we also just for those of you who are new throw out some synonyms to this word so a couple of synonyms for the word desire are petition and supplication mm -hmm. so Cecil as you think about kind of this entire podcast process as you think about like why we've dedicated all this time and mm -hmm. energy to pulling apart hope at this like granular level, what's your desire? Why do this? Well, I, I guess the most immediate answer to that question is I would find this podcast, these conversations really meaningful and impactful if it led to people having moments of, oh, so that's how I could become more of who I want to become, or that's how I could live more of the life I'd like to live. Or, you know, this could just lead to people expanding their sense of here's what's at my fingertips. We were just, the previous episode before this was on dreaming. And if people started to let themselves dream more after listening to that episode, I think that's a great example of what would really show that this is meaningful that we're doing, you know, this is having some type of good effect. Just to even make someone feel a little bit of, well, here's what's maybe possible then. It's possible to hope for something and that to be a good thing. And then for me to start to really turn things around only off of directing my hope towards something alone, but also in allowing my life to start to align with that thing that I hope for. Yeah, that's my desire, I suppose. I think that's really beautiful because I think in some sense, it does a couple of things. I think one, um, it honors people's agency, right? It doesn't, it's not, the purpose of this is not to prescribe, you should hope for such and such a thing, mm -hmm. or you should even hope in such and such a way. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we've really laid out is there are lots of different avenues in which hope could intersect with your life. Some of those are um, one of the things that I've really loved about how we've done this is some of them are preemptive that I, the hope comes before something. Yeah, yeah. Some of those types of hope that we've talked about are in the moment, they're action oriented, they influence my behavior in a particular moment. Yeah. And some of them are future oriented of there's this thing down the road that I could move toward that I'm anticipating that I'm hoping for that I'm awaiting. Yeah. And so one of the things that I love is that, in essence, hope could intersect with my life at any particular moment. Yeah. And the other thing I really love about what you said is that, there, that it could influence me, it could change me. I think that's one of the things that I really hope from this process is 
that by listening to this, by engaging with this content, I can see people changing mm -hmm. and becoming more of what they want to become. And so as we talk about our desires, as we talk about our desires for this process, why or how is desire, how does desire intersect with this idea of hope? How does it change the way we look at hope? Well, I see it as a key ingredient in, in some ways, like you need to desire to engage with hope, to have hope. They're kind of like bi-directional. If I'm hoping for something, I have a desire for something. And if I desire something, I better have hope for that thing. Or I inherently have hope for that thing. It's not even a, you should you know, follow that up with hope. And these synonyms, I think, even start to stretch my mind even more in this direction of how significant this is. I mean, to petition for something sounds so, there's no natural gravity to it to me. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that depiction of hope. I'm petitioning for this future. I'm petitioning for this version of myself, for this accomplishment, this accomplishment that I have. And it not only kind of embodies that this is meaningful without question, but that I'm willing to do hard things for it. You know, to petition for something very much sounds like I'm dedicated to this. I want this and I'm willing to work and sacrifice. I'm willing to talk to people. I'm willing to gather support. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And not to throw another wrench in this, but my mind always goes to like creative things and desire in and of itself always makes me think of uh, what they call in, in, in music, I want songs. And, and they're very famous category of songs. Actually, probably most of the famous songs in the world are always I want songs. And they're just someone, a speaker or character, if it's from a movie or it's from a you know musical or something, um, but even songs on the radio, it's just someone describing for whatever reason, there's this thing they really want and they want it for some really powerful reasons. Just them saying, here's what I want, shapes a whole world. It defines who they are as a character, as well as the path that they are on and how they're navigating that path. And one of the most famous, like I said, almost any song you can think of that's famous is probably similar to or very much a and I want song, like somewhere over the rainbow, you know, very typical. But one of the most famous I want songs is the Little Mermaid part of your world where it just like very blatantly lays it out there. Here's what I want. I want to be over there. I want this kind of a life. I want these kinds of experiences. And I don't have those yet, but I really, really, really want those. And it's not a sorrowful thing. It's not a, oh, my life is so bad because I'm stuck here and I don't have that over there. I want songs are almost always a, this is so meaningful, this thing that I'm desiring. And I don't see why I can't continue to desire that. I don't see why I can't let this pull me forward towards that thing that I want, even though there might be some blatant obstacles or some logical reasons why someone might say, you shouldn't want that as much as you want being a fish <laughs> wanting to be on land. Yeah, that's where my mind goes. But like I said, I don't know how that wrench in this <laughs> helps our discussion. No, I think one of the things that I think that I pulled out of what you just said is like how much effort goes in when we use words like petition or supplicate um both of those words are heavy with effort mm -hmm. there's work involved here i think about just a mundane example of petition when we petition or when we gather a petition we make a petition i just think about every political 
show or a rally or whatever. Mm. And they're like, we need 5,000 right, yeah. signatures, right? <laughs> and it seems like this insurmountable task of we have to rally all of these people and we can't just get them to sign their names because we trick them into it. Mm -hmm. We have to help them see, catch this vision of why, why should they sign on to this? Why should they join the petition? And I think that evokes this idea of there's effort involved here and the effort is worth the outcome. Mm -hmm. I think about that idea, right? Well, I'll just put it back into the context of The Little Mermaid. And the context there is she has to go do something. She has mm -hmm. to work to be able to stay on land. Mm -hmm. And the task seems really insurmountable without a voice. <laughs> Convince someone that they love you enough that they'll physically show that affection to you. And I think it's precisely because of the seemingly insurmountable nature that what we're hoping for really garners meaning. It's that we work so hard to achieve it that when we achieve it, it becomes substantial. It mm -hmm. becomes meaningful to us. It's integral to who we are. So I think there's that component. And then the other idea of supplicating in my mind, when I think about supplication, it goes into a bit of a religious context. Mm. Oftentimes when we think about supplicating, it's prayer involved or it's some kind of like pleading to a supreme being mm. saying, I really, really need this or I really, really want this. Please intervene. In some sense, I can't achieve it on my own, no matter how much effort, no matter how much willpower I put in, the task in and of itself is insurmountable. I need additional support or structure or intervention, and that's going to get me over the hump to get this thing that I really, really want. And so one of the things that I think about is it's just like in the petition, it's garnering as many resources as possible. And in the case of supplication, it's garnering divine intervention as a resource. It's saying, this is bigger than me. This is beyond me. I need outside influence or support in order to, to achieve this really important thing, mm -hmm. which on the one hand might evoke this idea of like hoping against hope. Like why would you ever endeavor to get something beyond your capacity? But on the other hand, it's like, because when we pull together, because when I access something greater than me, I can achieve something greater than me. Mm -hmm. And so I think this version of hope, this desire, it makes it makes hope really grand, which yeah. I think is a bigger version of hope than we've really considered before. In hearing all of that that you described, it really clarified for me how hope is movement, right? Because without that, something is either stagnant or retracting, going backwards. And I think most people are not satisfied with being stagnant exactly where they are, and very much so not satisfied with going back to the way things previously were, like undoing whatever has been already built or changed or accomplished. And so if we already have this want to go forward, 
and hope is integral to that, it sounds like we are all in a state of needing desire then and needing to petition for something. I mean, if we think of a society where there's no reason to petition for anything, it sounds like we've reached perfection then, right? This is, everything is exactly what we need and where it should be. Uh, but clearly that's not where we're at because there's plenty of things to petition. Uh, <laughs> clearly that's not where we are. Very much so. <laughs> and the same with trying to call upon, you know, a, a higher power, a divine power. You wouldn't need that if you yourself were already perfect or that you could handle everything that was in front of you or that you didn't have any needs or wants around you. And I would say exactly the same thing too in these, you know, we're alluding to movies and stories. There is no story, there is no movie without a want. I remember when I was younger, I was maybe overly empathetic and I, every movie I would watch would make me a little bit uncomfortable whenever they introduced the conflict because I didn't want to, <laughs> to watch conflict in the movie. And I would always remember thinking like, why didn't they just like stay home? Why didn't they just... <laughs> <laughs> like just don't go interact with the villain don't do the fight don't like do anything this and does I, not surprise me one single bit about you <laughs> i thought like you know if you want a peaceful life just don't go don't why go do those things but obviously there's no story without the conflict there's no story without an engagement with the here's the thing we need or the thing that i want or here's the person i want to become or here's the obstacle i have to overcome the Little Mermaid, and yeah, she could have very easily just like been like, no, I don't want your deal, Ursula. I'm going to go, you know, just listen <laughs> to what my dad said. Yeah, exactly. Live my <laughs> life perfectly fine without any any dramatic hubbub going on in it. Um, but that's the whole point is like there was a tremendous movement because uh, that desire that she had. And it really speaks to the desire itself. She said that this is so important that I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to take on, like you were describing, this seemingly impossible task. I'm willing to go into this unfamiliar environment and this kind of seemingly treacherous circumstance to pursue this thing that I desire because somehow, some way I know that this will make me a better person or this will get me closer to being who I want to be or having what I'd like to have. And it very much says that it's worth the risk, it's necessary. And I think from a, you know almost a metaphorical sense, none of us would have a story without a desire and conflict that the desire kind of pushes us into. Yeah, one of the things that you make me think two-pronged, so I hope I can explain this well. One is that the hope or the desire is it's intrinsic to being human, right? We all want something. We all desire something. I think in psychology, we oftentimes talk about these things as like needs, right? We mm -hmm. all want food. We all we all want love. We all want to be connected. Mm -hmm. And that that desire, it's like this pulling force that we can't really resist. If we if we resist it, it starts to do us harm. And so there is this like one of the things I love about that idea is that that in essence means we aren't human without hope. Like hope is intrinsic in who we are which I don't know if we've really ever talked about hope being a state before, yeah. but we haven't really talked about it as like, it's intrinsic. We, we just have hope. We have this desire, these longings. And so there's that component of it. But then there's the other piece that you talked about, which is really, I think, remarkable as well, which is we wouldn't want this like intervention, this bigger thing to intervene. Maybe it's a divine 
supreme being, maybe it's a larger community, mm -hmm. maybe it's if we already had what we wanted. There's, again, just that inherent hope being present. There's also an inherent need. There's also an inherent lack mm -hmm. of us having what we want. And I think sometimes we as people look at that lack as an indication of insufficiency or deficit or there's something wrong with me mm -hmm. and we interpret the lack as bad or the absence of what I should be or whatever and I think the way that you describe it made me think that lack isn't problematic mm -hmm. the lack is actually driving us to be better it's that pull of I can become more, I can achieve something, I can change who I am. It drives that like thirst, which is constantly pulling us in a direction that we want to go that will make mm -hmm. us better. And so sometimes I think we see that as a problem, where in actuality, it might be the motivator that's like yeah. pushing us along. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it flips all of the circumstances we try to run away from totally on its head, sees it as just a deeply meaningful and purposeful fuel for becoming whoever it is that we need to become or would like to become. But it also, I think, speaks to something so innate. I mean, basically what you're saying is that to live is to have need, to have desire. To have desire is to hope. And so to live is to hope. There's, there's no way to exist without some level of hope operating within you. And I, you know, maybe someone might push back on that and say, what about the people who feel totally hopeless, who feel like they don't see a single way forward, they don't even think they want to be here anymore. Any second you spend doing anything that tends in any way to your existing, is you still continuing to hope? If you're going to have a lunch, if you're going to eat, why are you eating if there's no pursuit of something beyond you, something forward, something in the future? Why'd you get out of bed? Why are you talking to people? Why'd you, why are you going to work? Why are you even expressing that you are having ailment if you're not pursuing something, if you're not acting on a, a need or a desire or something that's going on there? And so to any, even to people who might not want to be here and who might be dealing with you know, suicidal ideations or something along those lines, I would argue that for those people, the reason that they don't want to be here is because they're trying to escape the pains of the need that they're feeling. They have a desire for something beyond those pains, and they're feeling like they can't get access to that. And so they're thinking, this is the way. If I, if I leave from this life, if, I get, if I'm done with this, then I will find that escape that I'm looking for, that I desire. And so there is, in a way, some type of like weird inverse hope that is happening and still attaining a desire that they have. And so I think, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I totally think that that perspective could change lives if people fully you know, saw that and embodied that and used that, especially this component of it's not inherently problematic to have obstacles, to have needs. In fact, it's human. I mean, that is all life on this planet is there. Everyone's just trying to respond to the needs that they have. And it pushes every single person, organism, whatever, to be more of what they need to be to get those things. Yeah, I think, and that ties so nicely back into these words that we're considering, right? The petition and the mm -hmm. supplication. If some, And I think it really is highlighted in that example that you used around somebody having suicidal thoughts or ideations. 
just by expressing it, mm -hmm. just by saying like, I feel so hopeless. Mm. I feel like I don't want to be here anymore. I feel like, you know, whatever it is, they are simultaneously by expressing that simultaneously petitioning. Can you help me? Can you right. do something about this? Can you change the way I feel? There's a supplication to say in some sense of like, I don't know any other way to begin to feel more hope. I'm telling you, I'm reaching out. I'm saying like, I feel hopeless. Well, what's the point in saying that if you're not simultaneously saying, can you do something about right. it? Can you help me? Right. And I think that idea of like reaching beyond ourselves, of feeling like we're at our max, we're at the limit. We don't have capacity. Reaching, just speaking up is that petition to be like, can you lend me some of your hope? Can you give me some of your strength mm -hmm. in a moment where I feel beyond my capacity? And that very act, which seems on the surface, not like an act itself, but more like a, we, sometimes we say it's a cry for help. It's an expression of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Simply by expressing it, there is a petition that is, please do something about this. Please relieve this in some sense which I think ties into this, like, it's a hopeful act. If I, why would I tell you if I had every intention of following through? And so I think the very expression is all simultaneously an expression of hope that mm -hmm. something will be different. Yeah, I think the last thing that I have to add to all this is that in any expression of these desires, especially if we're looking at it at the angle of a petition or a supplication, underlying that is some sense of I deserve this and not a deserve meaning I earned it or I'm righteous enough for this or something like that. In fact, in many instances, it might even be the opposite of that, but deserve in terms of I'm a human being living a life and that comes with an entitlement to a pursuit of something better, of me bettering myself, me bettering the environment, me trying to make life better itself for myself and for others around me. And that's what any petition is, is here's what I think would improve the life I live and the life of the others around me. And so I'm petitioning for that. That's what any supplication or prayer or, or you know asking is. I would like this thing because I think it would make things better. And I feel like I can ask for that because I feel like that's within the jurisdiction of the entitlement of just living a human life. And the same with someone who's expressing, you know, subtler forms of hope through I don't want to be here anymore. Is there something you can do for me? I feel like on some level, they have a sense of, I have a right to feel like I want to be alive. I have a right to feel all right. And I'm looking for a way to get back to that. So I think inherently, we're saying that if you are living, if you are existing, you are experiencing need and conflict. And all of that inherently also means you're experiencing desire and hope. And I think laced in all of that too, some understanding of as a human being, as a person, I can have those things. I, I have a right to dream for those things and to desire those things, to hope for those things, just because I can. Mm. Yeah, I love that idea, actually. It just, you said it a while ago, but I think it really summarizes what you're saying now, is having need makes me human. And just being me, just being human, having needs means I hope that those needs will be met mm -hmm. in essence to have hope is the very essence of 
human existence. And I think in this way, more than probably many of the other avenues where we've examined hope, I just, I love this consistency of humanness with hope. That to be human inherently means hope is present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment that oftentimes we overlook. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you for another really meaningful conversation. I hope those of you listening have also found some meaning in this. I hope it's increased your hope or your desire to share hope with other people. So like always, if you've thought of somebody who might benefit from this conversation, feel free to share this episode with them and go be your hopeful human being selves.